We don't want to wait. wait. <laughs> I was trying to do it at the same time as you this week. So, uh, you're Robin. You're Steph. And we have a guest. Hey, guest. Hi, it's Matt. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, Matt. <laughs> I'm the one who actually likes the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're here to bring all the all you know. No criticism, just complete, you know, positive vibes throughout. What's this about Rory is the worst? Rory is our precious little baby. We must protect her. She is so special. She's so special. Actually, the these greatest. episodes, you, you actually do see her do stuff these episodes. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, in a, in a magical wor- world where nobody else wants to be the uh, editor of the Yale Daily News, you know, where they just can't get anybody. I mean, I'm sure in real life, it's a very cutthroat, you know, succession. People standing, waiting in line to be the editor. Again, here, I'm, I'm just not convinced. You know, I just don't, I, I guess it's just because I don't, I've never been in an Ivy League school, but I'm just yeah, like, I mean, what, I the high no school idea. newspaper? Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who cares? Well, the issue was more that they, they couldn't agree on who should be because everyone had, everyone had a flaw. Of some sort that somebody didn't like, but Rory yeah. was like, "I guess we can settle for Rory. She seemed okay. <laughs> oh, do, we okay. Any, do any of us really hate her for like any big reason? Nah, she's all right, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we can move on with our lives. We've been here for four hours. Yeah, we'll get we'll to get it. We'll to get to it. it. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. What okay. episodes are we talking about this week? Friday night's all right for fighting because that was mentioned in a previous episode all last right, week. Right. You've been Gilmored. Mm-hmm. A Vineyard Valentine. Uh, not the episode I wanted. Mm-hmm. And Bridesmaids Revisited. Mm. I know. I mean, you think that they have a very special episode where we went to the vineyard that a lot would happen and it would be a very memorable episode, but. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> they, they went to the beach and they filmed in a nice house and a gym. All right. Well, they didn't go, go to any beach. Come on, did you? We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. But so I have a bone to pick with you, stock footage. <laughs> uh, let's start off with Friday nights. All right for fighting, and the first chapter I call "Wedding on Snooze" rather than "Wedding Bell Blues" because we can't see that. Say that again. Um, okay. So. Uh, uh, this is the after effects of uh, what happened in the, the last episode where Luke postponed everything. So we have uh, Lorelai uh, having to meet Sookie because uh, she forgot to tell Sookie not to meet her for getting picking out flowers. Yes. Okay. Lorelai was very awkward. Mm-hmm. There was no affection. You know, no, oh, bye. See you tonight. That was. Uh, yeah, they bump into each other. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and at the farmer's market, Sookie is super excited until Lorelai breaks the news. And immediately she's like, what did you do? What did you do? You did something. <laughs> you caused this. <laughs> but, you know, track record, I suppose. You know, it's fair. <laughs> and then the the fact that uh, Luke has a kid comes out. And then all of a sudden Sookie is concerned about whether Jackson has a love child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, the you know a little little bit of emotion here because you know Lorelai is like nearly in tears talking about how perfect everything would have been you know, and so he kind of talks her out of uh, canceling just yet, and so um, so I'm assuming that it is going to happen on June third, 
Uh, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> um, Suki had a line about Jackson where she says, he had seed and he passed it around. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, as a grocer, you know, as, uh, we're talking about vegetables, right? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> um, all right. There's a whole thing about Suki having to take Paul Anka for a sleepover, but we never really see that happening. It just, oh, you know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, she drops the line like, you know, hide the leash. She's okay with having his personal freedom stripped away as long as he's completely unaware it's happening. Just like any true American. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah. ooh, that hits a little <laughs> Yeah, a little there's hard. a couple of things. Like they mentioned or a journalist and I looked her up and, and like she was fired from the New York Times because I guess she's the one responsible for reporting that. Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and he used them against his own people. And guess what? He didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Judith Miller? Yes. Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they babble off names and I'm like, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm was stubborn some... about not looking. I can't either. believe you never heard of a Birkenbag. <laughs> have you know? Birkenbag? I must have only known about the Birkenbag because of this show, and then I probably looked it up when I was, you know, a youngling, and I, I looked up what a Birkenbag was. But I listened to um, a liberal radio talk show host, Randy Rhodes, and she always talks about Birkenbags and how they're so ugly, and who would pay that much money for such an ugly bag? Ugh. Well, that's like Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton are not pretty bags. Mm-hmm. They're so dark. And they're like $2,000. My mother bought her bag from JCPenney for 20 bucks, and she's had it for 40 years. Yeah. Probably not exactly accurate, but... It, Make an investment, yeah. you know? And, and, and get one you're going to like, it's going to last. I don't even carry a purse anymore. I stick my driver's license and my card in this little compartment on my phone, and I go. Plastic I bags say, are free. I got it. <laughs> Because, Robin, you were talking about needing a new wallet. I got yeah. a new wallet this year, and uh, I, I guess I'm approaching middle age because i was so happy to have this new wallet i love it so much and it's just a it's just a wallet but i mean everything fits in there and it's it's just the right size it's not too big and it folds over nicely and it feels well stitched and it was affordable and god i love this wallet (laughs) i know i i still haven't gotten a new wallet and, you know, frankly, I like to try on a wallet, you know, but how do you try a wallet on without like looking like you're stealing? <laughs> no, let me just slip it in my back pocket. I, I need to, I need to know how it feels. <laughs> and they also like put them in boxes. You never know. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Luke calls. He says he's going to see Lorelai at the diner after April leaves. And Lorelai says that we decided that Lorelai isn't going to see April. Which again, I okay for for one thing, like th- this is a thing that keeps coming back. Like Lorelai is not being able to see, is not able to see April or you know have any interaction with April, and like I understand that for like the first or second like hangout together, but to just say don't come by at all, like she could come over and like have a coffee and say hi for like twenty minutes and. You know, get comfortable with. Yeah, I can understand that this is a shock (laughs) and he's going to, you know, he's got to get his bearings and he's got to like uh, compartmentalize and decide and, and. Well, it's been two months. Exactly. (laughs) More than two months. months. When you pointed that out, I was, no, that can't be right. 
And again, I'm just going back to something I, I've been thinking about. Like, maybe they shouldn't be together. Like, why Why does he feel like he couldn't, number one, couldn't tell about April? And now it's like now he can't possibly have her around April? Yeah, it's like they what? had they had they were merging their lives. He was happy to not go camping, not go fishing, mm-hmm. and to do the things that she wanted to do. And now they are back to having separate lives again. It's like they're not even together. Oh, it's like they're not even dating. Engaged. They're like uh Phil Collins and is it, is it, is it Jeff Jennifer Warren's? I don't know. <laughs> Against all odds, everybody. Uh okay. <laughs> This this doesn't make any sense to me either no. because it's not like Luke knew about the kid and didn't tell her for all the years that they knew that um, Lorelai and Luke knew each other. Right. This was sprung on Luke. It's nothing he failed to do. Yeah, he it's didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't really need to affect their lives in a huge way anyway. Like, okay, you know, a couple nights a month I'm going to hang out with April. Okay, fine. I'll hang out with Rory. Like, what's... what? How did, how was this so disruptive? I yeah. I don't get it, and I don't really understand how Lorelai feels about it. Yeah, because it seems like she wants to be with Luke. Luke seems like he wants like he's telling her we'll get married. She she's like doubting whether they'll get married. Just I mean, fucking get married. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Okay. Is it okay? Like Nutty said last week, is this a cousin Oliver thing? Is it that the? Oh, I think I brought network, up cousin Oliver. <laughs> That the network said, we got to have a young kid in here to get our demographic right. <laughs> well, we're and, not seeing enough of her to, to actually have like some sort of like petulant or spunky kid. And then ASP said, oh, well, this will be the thing that keeps Luke and Lorelai from getting married this this season. Or what, I don't even that's know. That's what it is. It's all it is. You know, it's like I love Luke and Lorelai, but I don't like season six Luke and Lorelai because these two obviously don't belong together. They're keeping things from each other. <laughs> They're not comfortable talking to each other. Why would you want to marry each other if you're like that? I, I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, actually, I like April as a character. And I like the actress, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, I like and, April, uh, too. When we got the whole IMDb filmography from her, uh, from Nutty, yeah. uh, she left off that uh, for Vanessa Morano was on Young and the Restless. She played Eden Baldwin, half-sister of Michael Baldwin. I thought the name Morano sounded so uh, familiar. I looked it up, and as it turns out, my kids watch a show called, called Austin and Allie starring her sister, Laura Morano. Oh. Uh, which apparently was like on Disney Channel for a long time because – Well, they're Disney so many kids. Episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Acting dynasty. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, we see April again at, you know, well, we go to Taylor's, which we have. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. April is like Rory is supposed to be. It's like the, it's like ASP said, um, Rory's a nerd. Well, <laughs> April is a nerd. <laughs> but the network was like, we can't have the nerd character lead of a television show she has to be cool and beautiful and this and that and whatever so it's like april is a true nerd uh i you just immediately and i hate to jump ahead but you just immediately uh, made me think of rory and logan jamming out to sonic youth and i was like that is the most unrealistic thing i've ever seen on this show (laughs) 
when uh, Rory is getting ready for her journalism conference and Logan's uh-huh. getting ready and they're blaring Sonic Youth. I'm like, these uh-huh. two would never listen to Sonic Youth. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Uh, anyway. Now, I thought, now, since Rory, is, I think Rory, friend of Lane, might listen to this song. But Rory, girlfriend of Logan, I don't see it. I just don't see Rory like putting this music on without like Lane putting it on for her. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Rory's a big McLaughlin head. I'm sure of it. Issue <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So at Taylor's soda shop, a new stars hollow character shows up and her name is Ruthie and she's played by a random Dale Dickey. Like, whoa. <laughs> the person that you confused with everybody. <laughs> That was Dale Dickey? Yeah. I mean, she's very, I don't know. She always sticks. She's in um, uh, Breaking Bad. She's spoo- she, in Winter's, she was in Winter's Bone, too, wasn't she? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, she was in Winter's Bone. I just, I confirmed it. She's True. in True Blood. Justified. Hell or High Water. Um, and most recently, uh, well, not most recently, probably, but uh, unbelievable is the latest thing I saw her in. The audience, uh, your podcast audience, loves this. By the way, when you go through the filmography of the guest actor, but then you forget to mention the one show that they're on, you're like, "But, th- but I know her from the X Files. <laughs> she played the game warden in Existence." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, episode I, eight. Epi- oh, sorry, episode twenty-one of season eight. That's a deep cut. I didn't think anybody would be interested in ex- in season eight in general. General, really, <laughs> but what is Dale Dickey doing on Gilmore Girls in such a small part? Like she's like she's in movies. Yeah, but this is before that. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's before she hit it big. Okay. It's before she was well, Spooge's girlfriend in Breaking Bad. <laughs> in one of these episodes, I think it's it might be the last one that we're going to cover. Uh, Nassim Pedrad is that her name? Am I saying it correctly? From uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Just plays a waitress. Oh, just really? has one little. Yeah, she just has one oh, little scene. Yes, there are lots like, of, uh, you know, familiar faces in these episodes. Oh, oh, oh save Putty. it, save it, save yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right now we're talking about Dale Dickey, and uh, she's great, and uh, it, it's really funny because she's been in so many things, and she just kind of sticks out, and like, okay, she's supposed to be random Star Hollow person, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically... Uh, uh, Lorelai is going into the Taylor's soda shop to not get the free hot chocolate samples, but to peek through the window at Luke and April, but, and then Babette and then Ruthie and then everybody joins her and uh, they're all gossiping together. And luckily for Lorelai's sake, she gets out of there before Luke turns his, turns his head and sees them all and just glares at them because mm-hmm. yes, it's a funny moment, but it's also like, like I'd be so mad. Like really, this is not entire, a fish people. Yeah, entire uh, entire town of people gawking at us. Yeah. So does Luke like this big window that looks out into his <laughs> diner? I thought he didn't. No, he does not like it. Then why not put up some blinds or curtains or something? I know, right? Mm. He should. But I think I, he's got handyman skills. Yeah, yeah. I think the con- he he realizes. You know, by by way of the writers, that the comedy of leaving it open is probably what's needed. So, mm-hmm. well, also, you know, your enemies keep your, you know, he can see what his his 
Keep your enemies closer. Yeah. Keep your friends you closer. What, closes. You can see what Taylor's doing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can see what Taylor's doing. Keep an eye on Taylor. <laughs> the missing Taylor again. Taylor has gone missing. Um. All right. So next chapter I have is called Paris is Burning. Uh. So, uh, Rory has got her nose in her books. She's mowing down people by mistake, and uh, and Logan stops her. He's staking out the coffee cart, trying to spark some Nora Ephron uh, images in her mind, and uh, and finally she agrees to dinner. But later at the pub, when she's looking at the newspaper, she notices that it says photo to come Paris to approve. And so she ends up back in the newsroom um, where Paris is just barking at everybody. Um, uh, the, the paper cups, they're not using names in the paper cups. They're not, uh, the, the photos of just football is basic. <laughs> you can't do that. So, so the photographers are quitting and then Bill is there who must be like a copy editor or something. And um, he's just kind of enjoying himself watching (laughs) it all burn around him. Um, And we see power has gone to her head. She's gone crazy with power. (laughs) She is Colonel Kurtz. (laughs) She's built a whole bunker for herself. Yeah. (laughs) The moment where she just kind of comes out, rips an entire article in half and then just goes back in without saying anything. Just like, wow. (laughs) Do you think people legitimately care about the Yale the Yale Daily News, like in real life? Yeah, I, I wonder if it is. You know, the, the writers of the Dale the Dale Yale News, the Yale Daily News, probably care more than any than the readers. Well, it's like the kids from Press Gang. You know, when Linda Day's running around her newsroom with her hair, even she ran a newsroom better than Paris, and she was like fourteen, <laughs> but. It's like oh, nobody man. cares about your stupid kid newspaper. I know you people do, but I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody cares about. I'm sure all your that matters is papers. it's prestige and it's a stepping stone to the Times yeah. or the yeah. Post. Yeah. I was joking about this when we first started getting it. So like, oh, this is going to be a serious newsroom time in the, at the school. But you know, Steph, you were the one who were like, no, 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 this is this is big time. This is a big this is a big paper. <laughs> Oh, the Yale Daily Times. Yale. Ooh, Yale. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, if there's anybody out there who went to Yale, how did you feel about the paper? Uh, yeah. Right in. We don't want to wait at gmail.com. Let's make sure you spell it all right. Let's see. Let's Google Yale Daily Times. Mm-hmm. How many? The readership. Yale. <laughs> uh, all right. So Rory does go into Paris's bunker and um, – and Paris is like, no, I can do this all alone. Don't distract me. So uh, Rory, feeling a little pity, comes out and just starts getting everybody's button gear, which, you know, you could just see the, the writing on the wall here. It's like, yep, this is – Paris is going to lose power and Rory's going to get power and there's going to be a problem. So you can see it like right here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rory flirts with the printer to get a one-hour extension. Um, she yells at Bill to get to work. And then suddenly a random Danny Pooty uh, <laughs> comes in, <laughs> oh, freaking out that the computer crashed. I guess this was three years before Community this, when he's guesting here. Mm. And then Logan comes in and uh, and is like, whoa, what, what the heck? Why didn't you call me? And 
he's he takes on some work. He offers advice, and then when the printer guy is yeah, why didn't you call me? Because you don't care. <laughs> why would you call you? You never cared. You're useless. <laughs> well, it seems he is useful as long as like well he he uses his daddy's name, and uh, I don't know he cares, <laughs> which I you think know he, he was able to uh, muster the troops and and yeah. get things. Going, I I really liked Logan this episode, and yeah, but this this is good Logan use this of is. Logan. Yeah, this is you know, but you know, you know, it's the if you're unsatisfied with him being very, you know, a stereotypical guy named Logan ish, it you know, he would you would think yeah, he'd probably come in and joke around and not get anything done. But this is the Logan that wants to win Rory back, so he's prime Logan now. He's gonna he's gonna be the best he can be, and uh, you know save the day. Well, I think before Rory showed up at the paper, he was working there because his father's in publishing, and that was what was expected of him. Right. But this is a different scenario. This is I'm on a team, and my team needs some help, and he's doing it for Rory. He's doing it for them and for himself. And like this is a new, this is a this is a different scenario for him. Is one. I don't know. Like we haven't seen anything like this from him before. So I mean, maybe it's the begin- maybe it's the start of something. Um, it's not. It doesn't involve liquor, so <laughs> it is something new. Yeah, the alcoholism subplot that I thought was coming is, has hasn't happened yet. It's, it, it may be. It may happen. Who knows? He did bring subs and a bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, Rory does, he does get a kiss from Rory for, for helping. And, you know, Hey, I was very happy for them. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a, that was, you know, a, a, a cheering moment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's exciting. They saved the paper Yeah, and, uh, Paris comes out and commends everybody on it. <laughs> and I'm just, I was waiting for them to all like turn on her, but they let her, they let her kind of sneak away. <laughs> um, all right, the last chapter of this this episode I call fight, 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 fight. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, uh, Lorelai comes home and sees that Paul Anka is now getting into all the books. Um, on her answering machine is Babette saying, I heard a commotion, but I couldn't get in because Luke fixed the door. <laughs> and then there's Richard who says, there was a mistake with Rory's tuition. Our check was returned. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I really honestly, they, they they made the, you know, Rory took the money from Christopher and I was like, okay, I went, the other shoe has got to fall. And, you know, I'm surprised they waited this long to drop the other shoe, but at least we get to see the shoe drop. I thought it was going to be another like off screen thing and then we get mentioned, but it's such like a big part of the show, the deals between the Gilmores, you know? So, um, uh, Lorelai calls Rory and tells her, and Rory doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> She's like, "What's the worst that can happen? They're not going to talk Wait, to me." <laughs> Lorelai has a plate of marshmallows and chocolate sauce in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I mean, I love chocolate, but that sounds disgusting. Is she trying to replicate the the Taylor experience? <laughs> They were giving away hot chocolate. It was a big oh, deal. Right. Yeah, a very long line to get hot chocolate, even though it, the cups looked like they were already been poured. <laughs> yeah, and it was uh, like European chocolate. It was like yeah. mud. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's fancy, fancy hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, so 
Lorelai calls and um, uh, who she calls? She calls. Oh, she calls uh, Richard and Emily and says that Yale was paid for by Christopher. And we get we first we get Christopher who, and then we get Emily just hanging right up. And Lorelai is like trying to smooth things over. This is not a snub. We're really grateful for all you've done. And, but Richard's just like, I wish somebody would have called me before I called the bursar's office. You punched the bursar, sir. Uh, you no. called the bursar's <laughs> office. Uh, everybody in the bursar's office, a moron. Um, what did Lorelai say? Oh, was- pro- two probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree. I mean, Lorelai did know that Richard was like, you know, upset with Yale. Like, why did they do this? Why did they return my check? I'm going to call them. Yeah, but Lorelai probably expected Rory to explain it to him. Yeah, but then Rory was like, I'm not going to call them. I'll email yeah. them. And Lorelai's like, maybe you should call them. <laughs> and then Lorelai's kind of left with the bag, you know, like, oh, no, I got to tell them. Um, so Lorelai um, – Goes to Yale and she dressed crazy with a crazy scarf or something. I forgot. I don't know. She uh, she was like upset that Rory didn't dress crazy too. Yeah. And Rory said, "Well, you know, you used to buy my clothes. I didn't have a choice." <laughs> and then Lorelai keeps trying to get Rory to borrow her skirt, her skirt, her scarf for other events. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they have they have coffee, and uh, Lorelai was like, "Oh, coffee, but." Mom, you have a coffee. Well, by the time they get this fixed, this will be gone. <laughs> Which is very Lorelai-like. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I did make a note, you know, uh, skipping ahead to the Vineyard episode. Uh, Lorelai gets up in the morning, grabs a cup of coffee, and then puts it back down again to take a walk on the beach with Luke. And I was like, no, that that will not stand. That is not <laughs> that is not Lorelai. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so uh, – Lorelai's like, oh, you know, somebody's got to make the first move here. And Rory's like, oh, I don't think about it. And Lorelai's like, well, I already said, I already set up Friday night dinner. It's already planned. And don't worry, they're not, they're not like mad at you. Yeah. Oh, they're looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't stop talking wants about it. To see you. Mm-hmm. Because I, I guess Lorelai is realizing the mistake she made because she tells Rory. You know, uh, they invited me to something and I snubbed them and maybe that would have made all the difference in the world if I'd went to that event. Mm. So she doesn't yeah. want to and she doesn't want Rory to exacerbate this, their bad relationship. She wants, she doesn't want Rory to have the relationship that she has with her, with Emily and Richard. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is a, a character growth for Lorelai? Yes, I think so. And it is character spoiled brattiness for Rory. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like she's I'll still mad at her grandmother. I'll carry this for a while, Mom. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm gonna hold a grudge for a while. Uh, the writers said it's my turn. <laughs> um. All right, so yeah, outside the Gilmore House, Lorelai tells some sort of scary fairy tale to ease Rory's nerves. I was just like, come on, just go inside. Oh, God, this bored the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I don't even know what she's saying. Just go in the, the house. Um, They go in. There's a bit of avoiding Richard being preoccupied with the bar and how much ice it has. Emily being preoccupied with oh, uh, Richard a painting. Oh, Richard won't stop. 
yeah, Richard won't stop reading his book. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Emily's not dressed for dinner. She's mm. outside painting. She's got the chance for a medal <laughs> for painting moonscapes. Sure. And then she wants to take a shower. <laughs> She's in her painter clothes. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, yeah, Rory busts Lorelai on lying about them wanting Rory at dinner and, uh, and Lorelai asks if they're still upset with Rory and they're like, oh no, of course not. But they keep trying to scurry away and Rory tries to explain herself and she's like, listen, this is, it's my father. And Emily gets mad about that. You're like, oh, he's your father now. Mm-hmm. Why is it? When, when I, I was, was in a- cahoots with him, that was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got a point. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Lorelai fires back like, you're trying to break me and Luke up. I'm trying to put Rory through college. But then Richard says that he was putting – they were putting Rory through college. So – but Rory says that she didn't want them to pay for it. And Emily says, aha, you know, there's the point. You know, you don't want us to pay for it. And then they all try to split ways. But Lorelai puts her foot down and no one is leaving until this is worked out. <laughs> And then we go into uh, some really fun, fun stuff here. Like stuff that we haven't seen on Gilmore Girls before. How they're just bickering at the table and the camera is like whizzing back and forth between them. Yeah, I mean, it, this was very cinematic. Yeah, this was. Yeah, this was. It was think, different. <laughs> it was. This was my favorite sequence of the past couple of seasons. Oh yeah, this was. This was something new and inventive, and I feel like we're getting somewhere. This back and forth of, uh, we're we're arguing now, but we're getting it off our chest, and now we're laughing about something, and now these two are arguing about something totally different, and then we're laughing, and then we're arguing. Yeah, this was great. I liked it for the most part, and I'll tell you where I didn't like it. Um, okay. So I'm just going to walk us through it, um, if you don't mind. Uh, um, so, yeah, Emily says um, Rory had them take her in to avoid Lorelai. They then re- redecorated and made sure she had a place to live. And Richard says, you know, it was really insulting that they didn't, that Rory didn't give them any notice. And Emily then comes out with that Rory is just spoiled. And Rory just keeps trying to apologize and Emily keeps calling her out on being spoiled and saying it's not heartfelt enough. And then Lorelai yells at Emily says to cut her some slack. People do crazy things when they're emotional, like buy a plane. And Emily (laughs) says it was a (laughs) timeshare. And then boom, they're interrupted by salad. And so we cut to after dinner. Where Lorelai is frustrated that Emily and Richard are acting like they didn't know the whole story about about Mitchum, and they're like, "Oh, we didn't." You know, like they start acting like they didn't remember, and I'm just that. That was one point I was frustrated. I was like, "You are, like she said to you, and then you chose to ignore it because of status and whatnot, whatever." Um, we cut to Lorelai then play acting the whole conversation she had with them, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I was sitting here, you were sitting there. <laughs> this is what was said. <laughs> That was great. Now, and, earlier in the episode, she did an impersonation of Emily where she said, spit spot alert the corgis. <laughs> yeah. But she did break that impersonation out during this little <laughs> reenactment. Know. No, uh, Angela Lansbury <laughs> coming out. Um, then cut to, this is really good sorbet. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then cut to Lorelai and Rory sitting alone while Richard yells at Emily about the plane in the other room, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then it's drinks and Emily recounting the whole conversation we had with she had with uh, Shira, and Richard is just in hysterics and uh, <laughs> just proud of how ruthless his his wife is. And it says should have called her. He should she should have called her a cocktail waitress. And Lorelai says that's my mother's version of the c word. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, and then cut to coffee. Uh, and Rory is telling Emily she can't kick her out of the DIR. It's too late. And, you know, Rory's like, I have more mem- contact with members than she does. And then we cut to, like, we hear them in the background. And Richard says, How's Luke? And Lorelai's like, He has a kid. <laughs> yeah. Then- well, I mean, it just shows you there's so many issues that need to be addressed. Yeah. And this is when I started going, okay, wait a second. Are we really like, are we fast tracking all? Are the writers like, are, are the writers feeling like, okay, we just have to fast track this. We have to just get it all out there, have it discussed so we can move on with the story. And I can, I can, I can understand that at this point with what's going on currently with the Rory versus Richard and Emily situation. Um, because it really is just. I mean, they they acted horribly, but also uh, trying to be in Rory's interest, but not really understanding that they were doing it in their own interest and yada, yada, yada. And I don't know how many times it needs to be talked about. But then we cut to um, Richard and Rory looking bored while Lorelai and Emily bellow at each other from another room about how she should have married Christopher. And that was like – I was like, oh my god, they're really getting into the deep-seated stuff here. That's mm-hmm. been going on since the beginning of the show. The ingrained argument of Gilmore Girls is this, this, you know, what happened, you know, what caused Lorelai to leave the house? What happened between her and her parents that caused this mm-hmm. rift and this not being able to trust each other for mm-hmm. years and years and years? And I was like, I sure hope – I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't think that they just solved that problem in that one moment. Because then we just immediately cut to them all sitting there kind of half asleep. And I was like, no, 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 that's a, that's an argument that I want to see in at, like at the end of the show, you know, fleshed oh, yeah. out. I mean, it's still going on because in the next episode, yeah, it starts out, they're really trying to get along, but right. the resentment still comes up. Right. So, I yeah. feel like they had that argument before. Maybe not so combatively is as they happened in the end of this episode, but Mm -hmm. it's been at the crux of their relationship for a long time. So they've had, they've had this argument. I'm sure they've had the argument. I know there's no way it's settled. Yeah. That's the thing. At this moment, they're deep in their cups and they are going at it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So So it's just kind of like, it's not settled then. It's just, Oh, this reminds me of how upset uh, I am at you about this, you know, which has nothing to do with, Tonight, I got, yeah, I got, we're not even hearing what they're saying so much as <laughs> just yelling things at each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you know, finally, Lorelai and Rory stumble out, and uh, and they've and Lorelai says we officially reinstated Friday night dinner. So <laughs> I guess just even, when you think you're out, you're yeah, right, even though yes, Christopher's paying for Rory. Yes, you know, Lorelai is not needing them for money to Chilton anymore. They've somehow agreed to just. Stick with the Friday night dinners, which, you know, I think is good. I would, you know, since they're like parents, uh, they're, it, it, 
as a, you know, I, I, I would be like every Friday is a little excessive, I, mm-hmm. you know, come on. <laughs> it's Fridays. I don't know. Uh, back when we could do stuff. Um, I but, liked this, this entire bit to, to echo what Steph said. It was, yeah. it was so unique and just like engaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A total contrast to that horrible story about a cow herdist that Lorelai was telling before they walked into the, <laughs> to the house. I don't know what that was about, but this was this was so engaging. Now I wouldn't go as so far as to say it was like the the most amazing thing in the last couple seasons because for me that would be the enchanting life and death brigade, which I know <laughs> that everybody loved. <laughs> I like them. I just don't. I can't tell them apart. Uh, and I, mean, I thought give, it was uh, interesting. Give an umbrella to Emily and push her off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the ultimate. Yeah, that they would be the need, ultimate. They all need to jump off a scaffolding. They game. all need to do it. Richard, Emily, Rory, Lorelai, Luke, Christopher, Jess, <laughs> Dean, Logan. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoiled the miniseries for, for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the next episode. It's called You've Been Gilmored. And uh, I call the first chapter oh, – was a long title uh, – The Gilmorification of Lucas Danes, also Michelle pouts until he gets cake. OK. Um, so yeah, Friday night dinner is going swimmingly. Lorelai is enjoying the civility. But Richard and Emily are still butthurt about Yale. And Lorelai keeps saying, oh, we're moving on. <laughs> and Richard starts angrily talking about shrimp. <laughs> um and then uh, Emily brings up the wedding, and for some reason, Lorelai doesn't mention that it's being postponed. Well, not for some reason. I mean, I guess she just didn't want to get into it. But there is Yeah, now, she like, didn't want to hear, I told you so. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're worthless, you're useless, <laughs> you're a failure. <laughs> but she then gets her – she gets badgered into bringing Luke to dinner and Lorelai decides that she's just not going to tell anybody. <laughs> like not not tell Luke that she didn't tell her mom that it's canceled, not tell Emily that it's postponed. She's just going to ride that wave and hopefully it's going to work out. <laughs> and I, in the end, I think it does. But <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> they don't know what they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, um, Michelle is getting very bitter at Luke, uh, work doing handyman work. Uh, I know. I don't know why Michelle thinks he has any say. (laughs) I mean, like, it's not, you just work here, Michelle. I don't know why Michelle. (laughs) I don't know either. I've never understood it, quite honestly. Six seasons in, what are your thoughts on Michelle? (laughs) He is an antagonistic character uh, 98% of the time, <laughs> and I rarely enjoy moments with him. I think the latest moment I've enjoyed with him is when uh, Lorelai's running around reintroducing Rory to everybody, and Michelle actually is like, oh my gosh, Rory, <laughs> and then then immediately puts puts his, uh, his you know, smug mug back on. But uh, I like when the horse came through the dragonfly in. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would say he's the most extraneous character on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We could take, we could easily just take Michelle out of every scene Mm -hmm. and I'd be fine. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. miss. I was wondering if they were making some sort of like progression with this character 
Um, nope. With this, because <laughs> he's really upset about the fact that they're not using this handyman Parker. And I was like, are they oh. implying that they're in a relationship? And yeah, that, that he has a crush he has a crush on, on him or something. I thought that too. Um, but as it turns out, it seems that um, he only has a crush on red velvet cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That because of Luke working, he never gets to make lists of things about what needs to be repaired in the Dragonfly with Lorelai, therefore going to Weston's with her. I just... This is Lorelai. Uh, yeah, I guess. he's That huge, close relationship he had with Lorelai. Um, like Luke he doesn't get... Shrugging right now. Yeah, like he doesn't <laughs> yeah. get enough time with Lorelai 40 hours a week at the <laughs> desk of the Dragonfly Inn. <laughs> and then by the end of it, uh, Lorelai d- goes over her list with Luke and Luke hates it and is asking if Parker can just do the list. And he's, she's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> uh, all right. So we go to the Gilmore house. Uh, Luke is barely eating and Lorelai is on her third martini. <laughs> um, and Richard gets very interested in the, the consolidation of their assets and updating the insurance coverage and Really just getting into horror stories about people getting ripped off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't offer him a beer, did they? (laughs) Do you want a beer? Beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Richard starts getting personal. Like, oh, April could have come out of hiding because Luke is marrying a woman of means. And we're all connected, which means it could be somehow to take our money and yada, yada, yada. And I was really waiting for Luke to lose it. But luckily... I guess he read that book and <laughs> sometimes he's okay. I don't know. Uh, Emily had mentions how they're getting married on June 3rd too, which uh, I don't, I guess their heads are spinning so much from all the insurance horror stories that it didn't, didn't really stick. Um, afterwards, Lorelai is like, this is what Gilmore's do. They get in our heads and they mess with it. And Luke says, no, I, I trust my gut about April. And he's like, then I feel tightness in my chest. It feels like anger mixed with paralyzing weakness to which Lorelai says, you've been gilmore Uh And Luke just said like, Hey, why did they say June 3rd? And Lorelai's, Oh, they're, they're always just like a step behind and that's it. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, okay. I guess that was worth having a part of an episode about. It was a it was a it was a close call for Lorelai. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my next chapter I call scabs, pads, and dads. Oh even, my god! I, I don't even know. Um, Lorelai uh, wants Yale sweats. She thinks Rory should give some to Christopher. What's he up to? Uh, my god, we didn't see Christopher for like two seasons, and now he's here constantly. <laughs> god, I'm sick of him. We should take. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Lorelai says Rory should take Christopher for a tour. Uh, meanwhile, back your, in the- your dad's paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. You should buy him some sweats. <laughs> uh, at the newsroom, the staff are talking about how the board voted Paris out, um, and but she's in hiding, so they can't tell her. Um, Rory goes in. Paris is making soup in there. <laughs> I was like a Bunsen burner, a little little burner. And and, and Rory starts recounting their, the history. (laughs) We've been friends so long. This, we've been through good times and bad. This is a bad time. (laughs) You've been voted out 
And then Paris comes out, does a resignation speech. And I was like, okay, all right. She's, she's dealing with it. And even just puffs herself up a little bit. Like this is a loss. You all must survive. And then drops a good night and good luck before she leaves. And I think it's bill that removes her magnet or something off the board. And that's when everybody starts cheering. Uh, two notes. The first is that Paris in a bunker heating soup over a hot plate is like peak Paris. (laughs) And I love it. And then my second note is why didn't we get a Paris spinoff? Why did we get a Jess spinoff and not a potential and not a Paris spinoff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, I proposed uh, Richard and Emily touring the vineyards for one episode, but, you know, the show wasn't listening to me there. So, um, all right. Uh, so the now huge staff are having a problem figuring out who the new editor is. And one kid makes an S reference, which I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't watch the Americans. Thank you. <laughs> I was racking my brain going, what show did they mention S in? Was it Fargo <laughs> season two or what What was it? Mad Men? The Americans. It was the Americans, yes. <laughs> Wait, spell that? E-S-T? The Erhard Seminars Training. Yeah. Oh, is that the uh, like the self-help thing that he went yeah. to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, then they all suddenly agree that Rory is their most special girl. And Rory's like, oh, I couldn't. And then maybe I could. (laughs) And a quick vote and boom, Rory's editor. Uh, They all start throwing papers at her. I thought we were going to do that. But, you know, it's like she's not really that overwhelmed and it's only a couple of papers. And she's also going to reserve a little spot for herself so she can write a little note to all the readers to prepare them for the new boss or whatever. And I wrote, and just like that, Rory is the editor of their dumb newspaper. <laughs> I generally I like newspaper stuff. Yeah, like if you had a, if there was a TV show set in a newspaper, I would absolutely watch that. But a kids' newspaper, there's still children in my yeah. eyes. Yeah. What can they be saying that's possibly interesting? I was I was hoping, you know, I mean, we had that little, you know, in Rory investigating the Life Death Brigade. I was hoping we get more of that. Like Rory yes. getting into some things. I mean, you know, nothing like Veronica Mars or something where she's investigating rapes on campus or something like like that. But something just 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 interesting stories about her challenging the establishment. At Yale. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Digging but, up some secret that they the people above her would like to stay buried, and maybe that jeopardizes her standing at the school. Right. Thing. But no, she was gone for a whole semester. She comes back, everything's fine, <laughs> and she now she's the editor of the newspaper. Yep, she's and just that awesome. She is. Yeah, she's not privileged at all. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we, of course, it's no surprise that Rory has been evicted from Paris's, and Paris says she's the enemy, and then just leaves her in the hallway with all her things. So Rory starts calling Logan and tells him what happened and says even her books look sad. And Logan offers her to move in and he says he never liked the place. That group in the front, it doesn't seem to be in the doo-wop or something like that. Oh, the doo-wop group. Uh, yeah. <sighs> One more doo-wop group reference. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you need space? Well, you, it'll be fine. You know, don't, don't, be, don't think about it too seriously. So 
now we have the tour with Christopher who all the girls are scoping and Rory mentions how she hates having hot parents. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then she points out a Nobel Prize uh, laureate uh, teaching a class, and Chris is just not interested. He pretends to doze, and he wants to see Rory's place. And so oh. she gets what? very nervous. She doesn't want to show him. Yeah. Where How could that professor teach his class with the door open like that? Wouldn't there be a lot of distractions from the hallway? Mm-hmm. Perhaps, but maybe there's that really no... bothered me. <laughs> and maybe maybe the room gets stuffy with the door shut. Yeah. Or someone went to the bathroom and left it open. I don't know. <laughs> Disrespectful. I don't know. Standing there in the doorway talking about him while he's trying to teach a class. He's trying to teach a class. Right, right. Well, if Marcus Brody can do it, I suppose anybody can. Um, so we go to apartment 12B. I'll just leave that there. Uh, and uh, Rory then decides to tell him how her day has led her to moving in with her boyfriend. At the door of her boyfriend's. <laughs> Um, and he's like, you met him once at uh, the, the Val renewal. Remember that pleasant interaction? But, uh, happily we see that, uh, Christopher and Logan, you know, have a much more friendly introduction here. And- Cause they're the same person. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. I mean, yes. That, they're that the same sense. person. Plasma TVs, prep schools, um, getting kicked out of prep schools you'd still think though hearing logan's list of schools that he would he got kicked out of oh i didn't think they'd kick anybody out of there well they kicked me out of there he's dating your daughter (laughs) yeah but he doesn't have that kind of relationship with rory so i i guess he gets really angry and possessive i mean i you know there isn't a luke there being more fatherly than him so maybe he doesn't feel like he's got to really step up that dad game i don't know but uh, just so you know, Christopher is very excited to see the brand new Microsoft Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for them to start playing like Dance Central or uh, Connectimals or something well, Connect, like that. Connect hasn't come out yet. If oh, the, that's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> playing Halo together? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Pretty cool, though. So they go out to dinner and Christopher steps outside to rat out Rory to Lorelai. But, you know, this is a dad thing. It's that the parent thing overrules the Fink thing. That's it. Um, and he likes Logan. And, and what do you think? And Lorelai says, well, since Brad Pitt, the jury is out on all of you. Uh, yeah, there seems there's a lot of this. How do we feel about Logan? We want to hate him, but he's so darn charming. That yeah. We just don't hate him. He's a good guy. Ish. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's fine. Yeah, what's an uh, onion brick? Hmm? What's an onion brick? Oh, did they mention that here? Uh, what is, is an like, onion? Brick? I don't know if it's okay. here, but it's my last note of the episode. I want to make sure I get it in before we moved on to the next one. Oh, is yeah. it like a blooming onion? Uh, I had no idea. I don't know what an onion brick is. Please uh, write us. We don't want to wait at gmail.com to spell it yourself. Uh, so yeah, Rory calls Lorelai and she drops the two pieces of news, you know, the editor thing and the Logan thing. And, uh, Rory immediately realizes that Christopher told Lorelai, um, but Rory wants her honest opinion and Lorelai says, Hey, it's a big thing. And then, you know, I, and it's a little kind of wary about giving her any huge advice. (laughs) 
or big opinions about the big life choices. And then she just kind of settles with like, what's it like to live with a guy? <laughs> okay. It is a brick of onions. Gross. It's like, it's like little f- deep fried onions all stuck together. So kind of like an onion ring sort of hmm. with dipping sauce that looks like the blooming onion dipping sauce. Um, and that's it for this episode. Matt, you read your last note. Steph, did you have anything else? Yeah, Lorelai doesn't know what it's like to live with a man. Right. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know, she had she had some a little bit of that with Max Medina. Uh, he, he, you know, as they were preparing to get married. Um, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he didn't come in and redesign the whole house, so. You knew he wasn't yeah, a but, keeper. But I feel like even this this thing with Luke that she's doing, where they're kind of just staying at each other's places here and there, that's not like that's not living together, living together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I've been surprised to see like Luke still hanging out at his house or Lorelai obviously being home alone and mm-hmm. you know, it's nighttime. Right. Uh, next episode is called A Vineyard Valentine And I didn't make chapters Because it's essentially one long story um, I was really I had really high hopes for this episode Me too And I, thought that a lot would happen mm-hmm. Expecting a lot to happen And nothing happens <laughs> Right, right Yeah, exactly Richard and Emily do not check out a new place In the vineyard um, They don't go to any farmer's markets They don't sample any wines um, they don't have a lively, uh, debate over, over something. Um, so going to the vineyard, so going to the vineyard in the wintertime is, so there's like, it's the off season. Nobody's there. Yeah. I mean, it's February. So yeah, it's pre- pretty cold. <laughs> there's something kind of just melancholic about being in a place in the off season. Mm-hmm. Right, where there should be people, but there's not. Yeah, the, where the, you can't eat outside; it's too cold. Um, there's just there aren't people. Things are closed. Stores are probably closed, and it's just all shuttered up and yeah, gray. But everything is set up for you know nice weather, and it's just not. <laughs> um, but if you want your, you want you, you want to write it's your. Kind of- Write a novel or something. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of got an, an appeal. Yeah, but it it doesn't have the let's have a foursome kind of appeal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to my place in Martha's Vineyard in the off season. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So this episode starts in a dragonfly. Uh, Lorelai finds Suki upset over not coming up with anything original to serve for Valentine's Day. They talk about Valentine's Day. They talk about how they're both staying in. And uh, Luke, of, she says, Luke says it's a holiday made up by Hallmark. And Suki's like, actually, no, it goes back hundreds of years. And she starts getting into something semi-interesting. I don't know. But then a, a random Zydeco band shows up <laughs> to audition for the wedding that Lorelai did not cancel. And they kind of keep playing in the background um, while Lorelai and Suki work. Um, meanwhile, Logan's trying to make Rory stay in bed or go away with him because she's so busy these days. Ever since she got the editor position in the last episode. 
<laughs> I mean, and she should be because she's trying to make up for a whole semester. Uh, she oh, yeah, that too. Yep. Uh, but she's like, no, I want to hang out with my mom. She's been lonely. Um, but so Logan's like, oh, let's all go away to the vineyard together. And just like, what a good guy he is, you know? I'd like to it's take you. Consider. I'd like you. I'd like to take you for a vacation in the in the vineyard, and I want to. You know, it means so much to me to have your mom there and her her fiance, and like let's all get together and have a group outing. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, that is really kind. But mm-hmm. as we get to the vineyard later, we see that Rory is just very familiar with everything. So apparently, they've been <laughs> there together before. Yeah, at uh, least apparently- once. Rory, who has never witnessed anybody cook before in her life, suddenly can cook whatever she wants to, is very familiar with everything in this kitchen, all the gadgets, uh-huh. wearing an apron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it was very unsettling for me watching <laughs> Rory play house with her boyfriend when her mother's there. Mm-hmm. As though they're sisters and not mother-daughter. Right. right. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> um all right. Before we get to the vineyard though, there's a couple other things. Uh Rory does her editor thing, tells Bill to take the weekend off for Valentine's Day. Bill just got dumped and she's like, This is why I don't talk to people about their, about their social life. And really, honestly, who cares? Bill sucks. Um and the uh, the band keeps playing uh Lorelai bummed about the wedding. Rory offers the weekend. Lorelai is worried that Luke might not be up for it. And Rory's like, well, tell, talk Luke into it. Uh, and I guess she did because next thing we yeah. know. She keeps trying to talk him into it. And he's like, I said I'd go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's reading all about the history and jokes. Yeah. Whaling. So many jokes. So many penis jokes. Yeah. Spermaceti. Gay heads. Fairies. These are funny words. That's also funny. Think about if lighthouses. For, for a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> a 12-year-old boy would find these things hilarious. You know, I wrote down maybe they're just pe- uh, what penis jokes. Is she 12? That's my note. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 12 is like the age that we just zero in on for yeah. this kind of infantile humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Luke starts talking about his worries that, you know, you know, what, what are we saying with this guy? What, you know, what, what, how good are they together? What if they break up? We're going to be kind of stuck in a place and do we share a wall? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a legitimate question right there <laughs> for a Valentine's day weekend. You do not want to hear, <laughs> or you do not want to be threatened. You don't, you do not want to worry about other people hearing, you know, what happens on Valentine's day, which well, I've heard yeah, about. He doesn't, he doesn't want to hear precious Rory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we go to the house and Laura, upon arriving, Lorelai says she was surprised it was an island. Um, and then uh, uh, Luke re-meets Logan. Um, and uh, Rory gives the tour. It's like they've lived there for years, you know, and oh, there's all the quirks about the place. And oh, there's a raccoon. And we'll watch out for the showers. And um and then they drop them in their room and Luke's like, what, what's the rules here? Like, do we stay in here? That's me. I'm telling you, I feel so awkward staying at somebody's house. Yeah. Or being any, a guest. Being a guest. Is, want, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do I, you don't want to, you don't want to overstay <laughs> your welcome. You right. don't want, 
to intrude on them. Yeah. yeah. You also feel kind of trapped. You're like, what do I do? Uh (laughs) We're on an island. There's nothing going on. Uh, Okay. Well, I hear what you're saying, but they were invited, and I don't think the expectation is that they need to stay in their rooms for the trip. You want to come stay at our place, but you must stay in your bedroom. Also, he's a kid. Do whatever you want to. He's a kid. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I always feel tense when I'm staying at somebody else's place. It's... Luckily, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, so, yeah, Lorelai sneaks out and whispers, and Rory's like, oh, relax, you know, take it easy. I'm reading a book here. Um, so, at the morning time, Luke is eating a power bar because, you know, how do you know they serve food? <laughs> like, And again, I was like, yep. <laughs> I know. I'm not just going to assume they made breakfast. Uh-huh. I brought I my own food. The previous, yeah. like, see. Yeah, Did they talk so. about breakfast the next day? I don't remember. <laughs> you, can you, up, you can go up the street to this cafe or whatever. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. That's or we'll right. have pastries brought in, but if you want to, you can go up the street. <laughs> he brought his freeze-dried spaghetti and a Bowie knife. <laughs> uh, but he didn't pack a lot of clothes. So that's that's the thing with Luke. He's freezing the rest of this episode. Yeah, he, doesn't, he didn't expect it to be this cold. I don't understand. Like, it's February in the Northeast. You should understand it's going to be cold wherever you are. And uh, living in the Northeast near, you know, somewhat near an ocean, you know, you've been to an ocean before, you know what, like how water affects the climate. Like it's, it's not only cold, but it's also damp. So it's even worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come on. (laughs) If Luke is an outdoorsman, he's got to know this. (laughs) Yes. Also, I'm surprised Luke has never had lobster before. I've had lobster. Yeah. Even me. Uh, <laughs> Who lives nowhere near lobster. Maybe he just eats diner food. I don't know. He eats salads, you know. Uh, yeah, so they come out. Uh, Luke apparently has to be yelled at to come out of the room. There's danishes. There's coffee. But Luke is, of course, like, no, no, I don't. I'm good. I'm, I, I already ate. Oh. This is where Lorelai takes one sip of coffee. <laughs> And then puts it down to go take a nice walk on the beach. God, they're writing these characters so bad this season. <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai's loving the beach. Luke can't get used to the waves. It's cut him up all night and he's freezing. And then all of a sudden Rory pops out. He's like, I want to go to the gym. The gym? Uh, and Lorelai's like, yeah, I want to join you at the gym. The gym? <laughs> like, again, I'm like, okay, I guess. I'm sorry, the camera. ocean's too loud. I, I can't. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was a funny guess. <laughs> At the gym, they're obsessed about the cucumber water and how great it tastes. They make a big act of working out. There's a guy that's grunting that frightens Rory, <laughs> which is something that is at a gym. You're just like, well, and somebody's yeah. like, <laughs> yes, it is unnerving. <laughs> um, they I'll, drop the weights. They just yeah. make all kinds of noise. Yeah. A lot of times they got earbuds in, they're listening to music. They can't hear themselves grunt and drop the weights. And, right. And, uh, Outside, Logan's playing one-on-one with Luke, and Luke is really irritated because he had to, like, I guess, buy a bunch of clothes at the tourist shop or something, and he got shoes that were too small for him. Um, he needed shoes, though? Like, I get it. Sweatpants and a sweatshirt, but... Maybe he had, what kind like... Of shoes was to begin with. Maybe he, had, maybe he was wearing, like, boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to wear boots. the boots. I don't just know. Just wear your boots. And then while they're playing basketball, 
Logan keeps apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he didn't travel. He didn't. Nope. Uh, what is the word? Uh, 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 foul. Foul him. But then when they came out to find Rory and Lorelai getting massages, Luke was like, oh, yeah, he fouled me. He he did this. He oh, traveled. No, that, was, that was later. That was later. What? That, what? Yeah. I don't no. understand. It's Luke is just uh, sulking through this entire trip. It's yep. extraordinarily unappealing. Yeah. He doesn't want to be there. Well, why did you agree to go? Yeah, back at the house is when they have that argument because, um, like, he first starts off with, like, why are they making a meal at this time? <laughs> like, this is not the time to have a meal. Yeah. Is this lunch? Is it dinner? I don't What's know what happening? to do. <laughs> uh, this just seems like anxiety to me. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel for this. But then the, then the whole, like, I don't know. Like, L- Logan was being a really decent guy. And... And then he immediately like stabs Logan, like their host, in the back, calling him a punk, and ca- says that, like all his his, ins- his he insulted him. He played, he did fouls, and he caused somehow caused his pants to rip. <laughs> and Lorelai, seeing that Logan was actually acting pretty decent at the gym, <laughs> like finally yeah. loses it on Luke, which uh, good for her. Um, and then she kind of storms out. And this is when we get uh, apron wearing Rory. And who knows With the all the kitchen. kitchen gadgets. Yep. She knows everything about the kitchen. And then Lorelai acts like she's never touched food before in her life. I don't understand. Is she, did she learn all this stuff when she was before she was when she was dating Logan before? Because they just got back together and now they act like they've been with each other for like three years. Yeah. Like it's really weird. Yeah. I'm a cooking class at Yale. Like I don't he, think it's a good school. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, this is my theory. Yale overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I like I you know it's just like a weird like village of the damned thing or something where like Lo, Rory got taken into a back room or something and I don't know. Um, oh, real Rory. Well, what, you're saying that they switched her. She's a doppelganger. She could be. She could. Be. She got separated. <laughs> she got separated. Yeah. Um, could be a cyborg. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, outside Logan is briefing, uh, Luke on the, his Valentine's day present. He's like, Hey, you know, we're, do- I'm going to, I just want to prepare you. I'm going to give her a present. I'm, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, really excited about it. You know, and, and, uh, you know, just get your present ready. And Luke's like, Hey, Valentine's day is Tuesday. And Logan's like, what are you talking about? Like it's Valentine's day. <laughs> it's like, no, he just said it's Tuesday. And he, and, but Logan's like, it's Valentine's Day. You got to get your girl a gift. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, no, it actually isn't Valentine's Day, Logan. It's a couple days before Valentine's Day. Like, is he supposed to just get another gift on Valentine's Day? Uh, I guess Logan's perspective is that they are in a romantic setting, theoretically. (laughs) Off season, Martha's Vineyard, they're having a nice meal. And this is like, this is the weekend. Tuesday, they're going to be back in their busy lives. What's romantic about Tuesday? This is the time to do the romantic thing. So this is when – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> this is the time when Logan in his great like being super thoughtful and super like, hey, sorry, man, you know, whatever, you know, and, and just being a gracious host uh, says to Luke, hey, man, don't worry about it. You know what? Actually, you know, I am going to be hanging out with Rory later. We are sharing a room. 
Um, it is not next to yours, thankfully. Uh, that's when I'll drop the, I'll, I'll give her her gifts, you know, just so not to make you feel, look, look bad, you know? Uh, but instead Logan's like, how about you take one of the gifts? And Luke's like, that sounds like good idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take the necklace. Cause I have no idea what a tennis bracelet is. <laughs> <laughs> And then Logan says, we men must got to stick together. I'm just, I don't. (laughs) Come on, guys. What are you doing? Uh, I talked to Luke and Logan. And I also talked to the writers when I say that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Rory and Lorelai, meanwhile, are over mashing potatoes and drinking chef juice. (laughs) And, uh. And then Rory says there was an Asia trip that was planned. They're going to go to Asia and travel all these different places. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, you know, these guys could be the ones. And Lorelai's like, yeah, yeah. Um, So we go to dinner. There's a lobster. Applause for lobster. Applause for how well Lorelai cut celery. And uh, Logan gives the bracelet and Luke shocks Lorelai with the necklace and the girls note how well they match. <laughs> and they both lie and say they went to the store together to, to, to buy it at the same time. So it's from the same store. And like, again, like when did they go to the store when they were cooking the lobster? Uh, <laughs> after the gym, what happened? <sighs> Well, and they also said that there's nothing open on the island other than, you know, <laughs> unless you want boating supplies. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, this thing is going to be, this is going to hit the fan at the end of the episode. Yeah, there's going to be repercussions. There's going to, this mm-hmm. is going to set off uh, funny misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I'm so happy to learn that it doesn't happen in this episode, it doesn't happen in the next episode. So they're saving but- this one. <laughs> um Sure. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming. No, the first time. it goes nowhere. Oh, really? <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, it goes nowhere. Okay. But did we really want that drama, though? No. I didn't. Over a bracelet. I'm fine not having that. I, I, I didn't. And I also... I, okay. I didn't. But I also don't like the idea of Luke saying some sort of stupid lie to Lorelai about a gift that she's definitely going to cherish. She cherished it when she was holding it and just have it not be revealed that it, it was a lie. And he's a liar. (laughs) He's a liar. He's lying. He's he's awful all episode. Maybe they don't belong together. Don't belong together. (laughs) Season six, Luke and Lorelai do not belong together. Uh, all right, so Lorelai tells Luke she's worried it's not going to happen. She says she just canceled. She was holding out. Um, and Luke promises they're getting married. He apologizes for being preoccupied. Lorelai uh, says this was supposed to be a distraction, but he's been miserable. And he promises her that he loves her, that they're getting married, and they're having lobster at the wedding. And Lorelai says she really loves the necklace. Aw. <laughs> Again, I'm like... That's too heavy of a thing to lean on if they're not going to say anything about it. Uh, I'm, it, it. It makes me upset that they don't say anything about it. Um, so, I mean, it just makes me upset that this is so poorly written. Yeah. I would rather it be more interesting than this. Who wrote this one? Then, I don't know. I don't know. But. Uh, 
Yeah. So the next morning they slept great. You know, now Luke's used to the, used to the waves and it made him sleep really well. Waves are really great to sleep through. So nice. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a Daniel Palladino. Uh, oh. No. Wait, oh. yes, 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 yes. Written and directed by Daniel. There you go. <laughs> it's always the ones that make me extremely outraged ends up being a Daniel <laughs> episode. You know, it's funny that you guys caught on to that because there was somebody I knew who watched the show who always said that Daniel Palladino was the worst writer or <laughs> he was like a pale imitation of his wife. And like, I, I never really paid attention to who wrote what episode. So I didn't know if I could agree with him or not, but the fact that you're saying what he said like 15 years ago or whatever is <laughs> very, it's good affirmation for him. Uh, Steph does. I mean, I don't know if you still have it open in front of you, but does he go on to write anything else like on his own or like, cre- create anything uh, like else on not, his own? Not with Amy. Uh, I don't uh, think so. Uh, I will. He didn't do the X-Files but- revival. Marvelous Miss Maisel, Bunheads, Family Guy, Return of Jezebel James. Nope. He's with her. He's he's all ball and chain. The trophy wife. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, uh, yeah, the next morning, it's a lovely breakfast with Luke and Lorelai and everything's super nice. And I like the fact that it kind of like... It fades into another scene and they're just happily eating and chatting and Luke's proposing eloping and now, you know, we got to bring Lori with a uh, Lori Rory with us. Um, and then suddenly Mitchum storms in looking for Logan and, uh, uh, Logan's been ignoring all his pages and he's super angry. He's like, yeah, you embarrass me in my house. Okay. Yeah. If you have multiple houses rich enough to have fine art on the wall and, you would think that you're used to having guests at your home that you probably don't know. This probably happens. <laughs> don't you think? This is, I mean, I just think this is very rude. Who are you in my house? Yeah. We know he's a bully. Yeah. So yeah. the good thing about this is that it, at least I feel it endears Logan even more to, to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, he's being pushed around by his father. For sure. And Poor yeah, guy. His complicity, his complicity in uh, the whole dumb necklace bracelet thing does seem like in character for him at least. That he would just be like, "Oh, I'll just solve, I'll solve this issue with money," rather than think about it for a second and realize maybe the timing was not is not a good idea. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this part I'm like, "Oh man, poor Logan." And uh, we find out he is going to be doing a whole full year in London and uh, after he graduates. And Rory's like, well, what about Asia? What what, what are we going to think about that? And he's like, well, it's not happening yet. So let's not think about it now. In which I'd be like, yeah, but does that mean you're not – you're planning on not going? Are we still going to Asia? Are we going – are we going to Asia before you go to London? (laughs) Like there's no discussion that goes on. No, like, he's just hope, he's just wishful thinking that he's going to get out of this, uh, you know, responsibility to his dad, and they're going to. He's just wishful thinking that they're going to Asia. <laughs> they're not going to Asia. <laughs> also, it. I think you're making a big bigger deal out of this tennis bracelet necklace thing. 
a girl gets a gift, they don't care where it came from. <laughs> They're oh, really? just happy to get a gift. Yeah, uh, nah. this is not such a betrayal like you're thinking about. This is Valentine's Day from the guy yes. that's going to marry her. Yes, and you got a gift, and that's all that matters. And he, yeah, but he doesn't get her gifts. He does it. He's he does like things. Well, for he her. didn't feel like that it that he had to do it this weekend. He didn't right. realize that they were actually celebrating Valentine's Day on the weekend. But instead of explaining that, he went ahead okay, and Robin. lied to her. Robin, most <laughs> guys don't think like you <laughs> with your tra- with your very romantic ways of thinking. Oh, thank you. You're uh, very romantic. You think you think of things like this, but most people I'm not are written, like, "Oh my uh, God, it's Valentine's Day today! I've got to run out and get something right now." That's what they do. All right, you're saying I want to be a good TV character. <laughs> Boring. Um. All right. So, uh, well, hmm. I I feel like Lorelai would have questioned that the gift came from Luke. I guess the fact that they said, "Oh, I went with Logan to this store," she could she could excuse it away, but it just doesn't seem like a gift Luke would ever give her. No, right. it's too fancy and beyond his maybe beyond his means. I don't yeah. know, but it just it really seemed like a pretty obvious. Like, oh, Logan picked this out. Logan did this, but yeah. she well, she didn't let herself think about it that that far. I would have loved to at least have Lorelai being like, you could see that she knows, but she's just not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. That kind of drama I could, I'd be interested in for sure. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, at Luke's Caesar says that April, after remembering April is going, was confirming that she and Luke were hanging out and Lorelai is sad and realizes Luke's not going to want her around. So she decides to go home and on her answering machine, her, Different people are – different relatives are calling saying they saw the wedding announcement in the paper and they're so happy and she looks beautiful. And they open the, She opens the paper and the wedding announcement is a giant picture of just Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> this good-looking woman is getting married. <laughs> Don't they usually have like couples like in the paper together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a big deal. You go have an appointment and have a, a – a, a, Sitting, yeah. photography sitting. You have engagement pictures, and that drops at the end of the episode, and you're like, "Oh man, wait till Luke hears mm-hmm. the next episode. He's probably going to be upset that she didn't cancel this. It's very embarrassing for him. It's in the paper." Uh huh. So, uh, did they just not pay attention to Daniel Palladino episodes? Like, I don't know what he <laughs> did, but this is what our idea for the episode is for this next one. I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, the newspaper and the necklace are wiped from existence as we move on to Bridesmaids Revisited. Well, not before I mention oh, that the stock please. footage they use of Martha's Vineyard is very fuzzy. And it's just like could, this – when you compare the quality of that footage to the rest of the episode, it jumps out as being garbage. <laughs> Why not get better footage? Well, the Paladinos were in Martha's Vineyard, and Daniel took this great shot, or at least oh. at least he thought it was a great shot. And he's as good a photographer as he is a writer. And Amy is like, I, and he's like, I really want this in the episode. And Amy's like, like, I guess. She's like, I guess I have to. I made the deal with the devil at the crossroads that I get my own show if I took you along. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder is is this. 
I'd love for anybody, you know, Seth or anybody just to look up and find out like, like I knew and I know when I'm approaching the, like, okay, sorry. I'd love to know if this is the time when they uh, knew that the, they were losing their job. They were moving on <laughs> and the show is going to keep going on. I, I'd love to know when they knew that because I almost think it's like before the fight episode because you're like, all right, let's just purge this fight stuff out and, and move on to – and like let's fast track some stuff. We're going to have some weddings. We're going to have some <laughs> breakups. We need Rory and Paris together. We need everything to happen now. I don't know. Huh. It's just interesting to for me to think about that. Like, you know, when you find out like the – like. Well, usually it's you find out your show is getting canceled, but in this respect, it's like you find out that um, you're not getting paid for enough for what you're doing or you're not getting a writer's – I forget what, what the whole problem was, but I'd love to hear more about it. Just putting a request out there. Well, here's an article from Entertainment Weekly. Gilmore Girls creator uh, Amy Sherman-Palladino and her writer-director husband Daniel tell Ken Tucker about the behind-the-scenes drama that prompted their decision to leave the show. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to. If you, if you could scan through that I, and look for spoilers, I'll, I'll take out the spoilers and post it on the group. I'd appreciate Thank it. you. Really appreciate it. Because I'm really interested in that stuff. And that's one of the one things that's maddening about being a newbie to a show is <laughs> not going to be able to look up stuff when you want to. Uh, all right. So Bridesmaids Revisited, the first chapter I call Lane Must Be Out of Her Goddamn Mind. Uh, all right. So <laughs> we go to uh, Luke's where Lane is showing Lorelai her drummer wanted ad and worries about looking too Asian and, uh, and says she's, uh, missing playing with the band. So we then see her going to Sophie. She's hanging the flyer, but Zach is there playing bluegrass with that guy from the Brian Jonestown massacre. You said, yes. Cool. Joel. Mm-hmm. He is funny. He is funny. Okay. That documentary, these guys are all funny. Yeah. But they border on obnoxious. <laughs> I, I watched it years ago. I enjoyed it, but I was. And yeah. then, okay, did you see the the YouTube clip? the The episode where they're they're performing, where Hep Alien is performing for the record label guys, is basically sh- shot for shot right. for what happened with their band. Yeah, the band, their lead singer just kind of lost it. Yeah. But I I think maybe he has like emotional issues because that that guy's father committed suicide. So I feel right. like that guy has like things going on. And I think that it was just, I mean, you know, these people who they get too close to success and they can't, they just lose it. They can't handle it. Yeah. And I think that that's what they were going for with, uh, with, with uh, Zach that he was too happy. He had a girlfriend. He had a band that was getting too successful and he had to, he had to ruin it. And the, I, you know, it'd be great if they explored that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also with this, with Lane and Zach, what I worry about is just like she says, you know, you, she's telling Lorelai, you don't know, you know, you're, you're, you go to, 
playing with a band every day and then you miss seeing people. So like what, where's the line between the band and Zach and their relationship? Like, do they really love each other or do they love, or do they love a band? I don't think it's any surprise to anybody, but I, I personally think that Layton and Zach shouldn't be together. (laughs) (laughs) I think we knew that. (laughs) That's, that's no surprise. Uh, all right, uh, let me just. I mean, does Zach have any redeeming qualities? Like, why no. does she like him? All right, so yeah, Lane hangs a flyer, uh, and Zach sees it and realizes he's got to get the band back together. So he goes to a bat mitzvah where uh, uh, Sebastian Bach is singing Hollaback Girl <laughs> with Brian on bass. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's finally singing, and he's singing, no doubt. All right. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Gil says that Zach is in his bonus bag or his bogus bag and it's ziplocked shut, which I thought was a funny line. So Zach tries to appease Gil by saying, oh, man, that song was so great. You could play that song at the Royal Albert Hall. And then then he's like, oh, Brian, Soul Calibur is out. There's part three or something. We should play. Da, 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 da. And then he says that he misses them, but he doesn't want to get all broke back mountain on them. So yeah. um, then there's, uh-huh. there's a funny distraction from that gay panic joke. Uh, uh, the kid wolfing down an entire cup of cherries. Which, like 12-year-old boys do. Okay. Which they're like, they're like, he's going for it. He's doing it. He's doing it. He clearly doesn't do it. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> so, Who wrote this episode? It's just a kid eating some cherries. You I know? think this is a Rebecca Rand Kirshner jo- uh, joint. It, I, I'm fairly I sure I saw that. Yeah. Blame it on Daniel Palladino. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that way he got involved. Uh, so Zach says he wants to get the band back together, and they're like, "We're in." You're such an endearing character, Zach. Obviously, <laughs> we want to play together. They miss the old feeling of the happy alien and all that, and uh, they don't hold any grudge against him for completely ruining their chances of being on a record label. Uh, so they play Havagat Nagila, and Zach starts kind of dancing around with the twelve-year-olds. Uh, um, so we go to Luke's lane is working. Zach comes in lane is mad because she knows he took her flyer down and he's like, there's a reason. And he says, and he just like lists all these things that he does like all day I eat and I'm sad or I don't feel good. I sleep and I don't feel good and this and that, and I don't feel good. And, um, and he, he's like really getting a, like a, a, a speech going here, you know, and Luke, I see Luke trying to intervene and Babette's like, Hey, can it, you know, but we find out after telling Lane how miserable he is, he decides that he is going to propose to her in Luke's and then Babette and Kirk both yell at Lane, uh, to kiss him and Lane beams and, uh, accepts. And, um, um, yeah. So what have we learned? Um. <laughs> What have we learned? Well, first of all, don't have a conversation like that in public. <laughs> that's very off-putting for everyone. Yes. Uh, but the, the girls at that one table should not have been staring at them, even though they could hear them, obviously. Yeah, they're standing right in the middle. Just, just still don't. Pretend you don't. Yeah. Uh, well, pretend yeah, they, you don't see this. We shouldn't catch- have to see this, but let's pretend that we don't see it, even though it is happening. And then yeah, they all applaud because they don't know Zach. Yeah, these extras 
or acting like they were audience members. They were just like, <laughs> I think they were. I think it's true for any wedding proposal. I mean, every single time I see like any sort of wedding proposal, like on TV or something in like a reality setting, you know, people like stop and they're like, oh, something's happening. <laughs> like they stop and they like, you know, wedding proposal, you know, and then people applaud when she says yes. But, you know, she could have said no. She should have said no. She should have said she no. I did said like no. in her euphoria, she tried to hand uh, the toaster to a customer. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Yes. That was funny. Like for several, several instances, she was handing plates to the wrong people and Luke yeah. was like guiding her to the right person. Yeah, that was great. It was adorable. And, you know, you, you know, Luke was kind of like beaming as well. You know, like, oh, he's oh, yeah. so happy to see. He's so happy for Lane. But like, I mean, like, so he has this complete meltdown, destroys the band, destroys the band's chances. Um, he's been kind of controlling of her. He has been awful to her. He, um, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. They, he's selfish. And then suddenly he decides he wants to get the band back together. They say, well, you got to get Lane back in the band. And so he decides to propose because he's miserable. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. Reason. Like an asshole yeah. And lose your friends. Like that's the price you pay for being an asshole. And again, it's just like, there's no, there's no reason. They didn't give us any reason why he was like that. Why did he do that? I don't know. <laughs> so a little jealous of Brian for writing the song. No. Wow. That, yeah, I guess. No, but it doesn't make any sense. No. I don't know. All right. And right, does he really want to marry Lane or does he just want to get the band back together? He remembers how great it was before with all of them together and he he and Lane were together and he just wants that to back and he wants it permanent. <laughs> next chapter? Okay. Uh, next chapter I called Show Him How to Say No to This Child. Um, <laughs> so uh, at Luke's – I don't know if you guys noticed, but mm -hmm. I rewound it like three times. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Not ever seen, but obviously. Uh, at the beginning of the – very beginning of the episode, Lorelai walks into Luke's and then shuts a door in a customer's face. <laughs> And you see the extra like go like she must have like was supposed to like wait for a moment and then enter. So she just kind of stands awkwardly by the door for a second and kind of turns to the other extra standing there like, oh, I thought we were supposed to enter. And then they enter and they don't like look weird at Lorelai or anything like that. Nobody acts like she just actually just shut the door in that person's face because well, I got to find this now. Like It's top of the episode. Top of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll move on. Uh, Luke and Lauren Graham looked beautiful in this scene. Oh yeah, and uh, this uh, this is where uh, Kirk is doing the the juicing. Yes, that. he smells okay. nougat on uh, Lorelai. Uh, also, Luke's meat guy is named Pepper Potts, uh, or Pepper Pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're blowing that out of proportion. Uh, what? It, I mean, she okay, shoves she, it in their face. She does, but I mean, the 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 extra doesn't um, does not have a funny reaction though. But they, I think they, the they extra the ex is funny. the extra showed up early. Yeah, All right, maybe I dramatize it a bit, but it was funny and it wasn't. It was awkward. <laughs> it was weird. I saw it like two or three times. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So, yeah, Lorelai says Christopher's going to be at Rory's Young Voices of Journalism panel, and Luke's like, hey, I'm good. No, no worries, you know? Yeah. Two episodes ago, I couldn't stand the the sound of, you know, the to hear his the, his name. Yes. But now, whatever, I'm fine. I'm fine. Today, because I have my own kid. Because uh, I understand what it's like. I'm good. I'm good, Luke. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then also, Lorelai finds out that Lane can hang out with April and play Monopoly with her. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Nice, then- Luke. And then Lorelai starts bringing up, oh, I remember when Rory used to play Battleship. I was afraid she would join the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess she's just trying to hide the fact that she's hurt that everybody else in the community is getting to know this kid uh, and she's not invited to participate. I don't know. We go to the panel and – Christopher greets Lorelai with a kiss on the cheek. I just want to say, what is that? I think that's a. We've you slept know. together, therefore I get to kiss you on the cheek. No, it's a. I, I didn't take it as an intimate kiss. It's a. Why do people friendly upper crust, classy thing? I took it as. I don't like it. And I would not be a fan of it if I was Luke. I'd be like, you know what? Don't kiss my don't kiss my fiance. <laughs> That's my fiance. You don't get to kiss her. I get to kiss her. <laughs> I don't know. Call me a knuckle dragger. <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> Rory is happy to see mom and dad. And then the panel starts, and we see a very pompous Princeton guy. And I just want to mention <laughs> a fun little note. Aaron Burr went to Princeton. <laughs> they mentioned it in Hamilton. Really? Yes. He punched wow. a verser. That's 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 the verse that he mentions. He's I've, I heard your name around Princeton or something like that. And I looked it up, mm. and Aaron Burr did go to Princeton. But uh, wow. yes, Leslie Odom Jr. I was so excited to see his name in the credits uh, oh. as this episode was starting. Um, and the moderator honestly, was in two episodes of Buffy. Oh, he he did look familiar. Who yeah, was he? Did, the Watchers Council guy. Ah, uh, okay. Didn't he do the? Uh, the commercials that hold on hmm. the commercials that Anthony hmm. Stewart Head did Taster's Choice yes the commercials that Anthony Stewart Head wasn't in this guy was in I want to say huh. uh, well I think it was said on a podcast so it's a fact <laughs> um can I just say there's a little bit of sexual tension between Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, Alexis Bledel? Yes. I was like, yeah, man, get in there and sweep her off her feet. I am ready for some Leslie Odom Jr. And I mean, yes, I like Logan, but I was like, well, you know, <laughs> if we're going to have, if we're going to have, uh, you know, a moment at the end of this episode uh, where they're apart, why not, you know? Maybe have a black person as a main character on the show for a little while. Oh, Robin. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, just saying. Um, it's really getting very glaring. And I will also point out, um, since we're on that topic, that um, when Rory was walking out of Yale with her nose in her book and bumped into two people, they were both pe- people of color. <laughs> And they both looked at her like, what the heck? (laughs) 
So I'm just saying like, it's really, I don't know. I guess it's Connecticut. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it is. Know. It is odd that nobody, um, nobody every once in a while you see background extras, but nobody, well, Michelle. And, <sighs> but yeah, it is just, I'm talking about a likable person. <laughs> oh, a likable person. Honors yeah. friends are all white. Like, yeah. Okay. The one ex- there wasn't um, a black couple hanging out in the background of the marriage proposal scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, they gave him the worst scene to be an extra in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's just because. Well, okay. Did you hear? Did you see that? Uh, Joss Whedon wanted Cordelia to be African American, no. but the network. I mean, we were just so. That's just the way the network was back then. Networks, and now. You know, we're just so used to it being extremely diverse. Like the, most television shows won't, or in movies, won't a reason for won't a reason for to have such a diverse audience. They finally realize, hey, we have a diverse audience. That's better <laughs> than just having <laughs> one audience. I mean, you know, I just calling it out. I don't, you know, I mean, a bit start start a big. But stir, yes, but, I know. thought. To, I felt like they they were very um, yes there was a, uh, how you won't because apparently the draw between Logan and Rory were that they were could verbally spar yeah that's what we were told yeah uh, so got a bit of it in the beginning sure they have it now and then okay but yeah so so yeah I I, I agree I think that uh, pompous Princeton guy and <laughs> And the Yale editor had a Lily White had a, had a thing going back and forth. Yes. yes, our most special Rory. Yeah, Lorelai, however, wanted to throw a milk dud at him. So whatever. <laughs> um. So it ends up, uh, you know, uh, Quentin is the character. Um, they end up actually, yeah, getting along with each other at the end. And, and again, like she starts talking about going off to a journalism mixer. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some more Leslie Odom Jr. in this. And, uh, you know, maybe there's going to be a little little chem- little more chemistry here. But no, I guess not. Nope. No. Um, so, yeah, Lorelai and uh, Christopher walk out of there. and He gets texted from his nanny. And uh, the nanny – and now he needs – the nanny's quit. He needs someone to watch Gilmore Girls. And mm-hmm. who is now suddenly like three years old. Um, so uh, Lorelai offers her services if he needs them. Of course he needs them. The nanny just quit. So immediately Christopher brings over supplies to Lorelai's house, including a duvet cover that Gilmore Girls really likes. Yeah, I think it's kind of like her security blanket. But also he mentions how there, she, he's trying to get her into these preschools and there's all this testing yeah, and we find out more about it later. Well, maybe they don't want her because she's awful. <laughs> it, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> it's so strange that the character who has the name of the show is so terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the Paladinos are trying to say, but yeah, Gilmore Girls keeps screaming no at Lorelai when when Lorelai's trying to stop her from doing things like drawing on the floor and permanent marker. <laughs> And then Lorelai gets shushed when uh, um, she tries making awful jokes about the Olsen twins uh, while watching uh, Full House. You're babysitting a three-year-old and she shushes you. Yep. Uh. 
Laura and I love stalking through uh, episodes yeah. and movies. I, and, yeah, yeah, and when you know when you're taking care, I took my nephew to the uh, to the playground the other day, and you're you're like, is it just them? Is it a phase? <laughs> is it their environment? Is it is it that Christopher feels sorry for her because she doesn't have a mom? You know, yeah, that's what it he just is. Does lots of stuff for her and doesn't say no to her. And then also, I imagine that when you're a single parent, and he has, like, nobody to say, hey, you need to be harder on. You know what I mean? Like, when when you're parenting, you have somebody that you're, like, held accountable to. When it's just you, you, you're just like, ah, draw on the floor. I don't care. I'll pay somebody to clean it tomorrow. How amazing would it have been if Machen Amick and Sherilyn Fenn were on this show at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) I just don't believe that Shelly... Was that, is that, could, I, I, maybe Christopher murdered her. <laughs> it could, it could have happened. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they really trashed her character. Like, yeah. even if she were to come back at this point, we, we could never forgive her for leaving. Oh. Although, I don't know, that, that daughter's a horror show, so. Yeah, she, yeah, even Lorelai says, uh, giving her everything she wants as a make up for Sherry being an uh, a crappy mom and bailing like i don't know yeah i mean i guess the character did i just don't i don't recognize that character <laughs> well and i don't recognize that as something that mothers do mothers do yeah yeah you know, what what makes them what makes a person a terrible mother is a drug addiction right you know nothing else I don't know. Maybe mothers leave their children every day, and I just don't know it. And I live in a bubble and don't know. But that's just mothers don't do that. Um. So, uh, yeah, Christopher calls to apologize after because yeah, they get into this huge fight about yeah. how spoiled Gilmore Girls is. Yeah, because when you're, you're like confronted with a uh, you know you're you're not doing parenting right. And yeah, he resents Lorelai for for saying something. Then he calls back, and he's like, "Oh, I apologize. Yeah, she's terrible. I yeah. need to do something." <laughs> I love the excuses he was leading on, though. He's just like, "Kids are different today." <laughs> like that uh, ten years ago, maybe. <laughs> what? Um, twenty years ago, I guess. Um, so uh, yeah, he starts saying like, "Who leaves a kid?" I get what you felt like, and and. Uh, you know, Lorelai gets a little bit of that, you know, I don't know. Is this, is this like the Paladinos going, we got to kind of wrap up Christopher's character in our last season. Like this is, this is where Christopher is going to get to where he sees what Lorelai went through, you know, on his own. And even though he could throw all the money in the world at Gilmore girls, it's, it doesn't stand in for being a parent and making tough choices. Um, like saying no every once in a while and sticking to it. Uh, all right. So Lorelai reassures him that he's a great guy and she'll help him. And then no, just, yeah, no, I don't want him on this show. <laughs> yeah, Me I don't either. need I don't need more drama from Christopher, and right. I don't need Lorelai turning her world and and per- perhaps wrecking her relationship with Luke. Oh, did I mention Chris? Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> no, I cut you off. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the show. I just wanted to point out that Christopher gave Lorelai another kiss when he left 
uh, Gilmore Girls with Lorelai. And uh, yeah, they're they they he he can kiss her. Does he it's ever? Cosmopol- <laughs> Next chapter, I call. I'm a trust fund baby. You can trust me. Um, nice. <laughs> so yeah, this is the awkward Sonic Youth scene because they'd definitely be listening to Sonic Youth. And um, Logan's really annoyed at how boring wedding rehearsal is going to be. And he's like, ah, blow everything off. Go out with me. You know, come with me. And then she tells him to take. Uh, crap. No, he did not take that. Which that thing that you put in your jacket that can t- Flasky. She says you can talk to Flasky about it. Oh, Flasky. Yes. Encouraging his alcoholism. Yes. See? Called it. <laughs> well, now he's going to definitely get into it. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, so I love that, Lo- you know, Logan walks out and then he comes back in and he kisses her and he tells her how she looks incredible and tells him to, tells her to knock him dead at the, the, the panel, uh, which he does, obviously. That uh, was sweet. That was sweet. And I'm like, you know, now looking back on that, I'm like, oh, they were giving us some good Logan before. Like we're going to have the big divide and, you know, um, they're going to be sad with each other and all that. We're going to, this is the thing we're going to think about that we're going to miss about them. You know, they were so good together. Uh, so yeah, Rory didn't go to the mixer. Like she told Lorelai and Christopher, um, she apparently went to the wedding or wedding rehearsal and she was there looking for a library to do work. What? I don't even understand what's happening. But I think this was a different day. <laughs> okay. I think this was the next day because, <laughs> look, that was the wedding rehearsal he was going to in New York. And now this is the wedding? And then this is the next day, the wedding. Yes. Because huh. she's wearing an evening gown. So yeah, oh yeah, that was I was noticing how pretty she was, and I was like, did she wear that to the panel? I I, I don't know. Um, so Honor comes out and asks for her help, and Rory's like, oh, I don't have to work, and uh, drinks are poured, and we see all the bridesmaids, including one Abigail Spencer, and another that I recognize. I oh, don't know her name, but I've seen her in like a million things. Uh, oh, you mean the blonde? <laughs> um. <laughs> Back up, Abigail Spencer. I know her from Rectify, Timeless. Nope, uh, nope. Oh, you should watch those shows. Those oh, are good shows. You definitely watch Rectify. Um, yeah, uh, she was just on this Hulu one called Reprisal. Um, yeah, she okay. she she's great. She's the brunette. She's the only brunette there. She, she was the one. Familiar. She was the one worrying about looking like a drag queen. She was the one who did not have sex. She's, she's the only one that had, didn't have sex. <laughs> so yeah, the, the drunken girls end up admitting to Rory one by one that they actually had sex with Logan. And it was reason. It was Thanksgiving. And then the other one was in December. And then the other one's like, oh, nothing officially happened. Arden Marin. Mm, I don't know who that is. She was in Insecure, The Goldbergs. Uh, These are shows the- you watch. The Magician, Adam Runs Everything, my favorite show ever. These are all shows you watch. <laughs> Shameless, Two Broke Girls, Bones, Fresh Off the Boat, nope. Anchor Management, Legit, nope. <laughs> Key and Peel. I mean, okay, I probably like, saw in Key and Peel. <laughs> Orange is the New Black, Inside Amy Schumer, Sock, 
Yep. Suburgatory. And like Matt says, there's somebody out there going, gosh, why doesn't she say Kath and Kim? <laughs> Party down. Everybody knows her from Kath and Kim. I don't know that she's in Kath and Kim. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Kitchen Confidential. C- uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Reno 911. Okay, make Christmas uh, with the Cranks. No, that's not real. Friends. <laughs> oh, she was an episode of Friends. All right. Can I keep reading? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> My notes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Rory tells Logan how insulted she was that he let her go into a room with girls that he cheated on her with. And, I mean, that's a, that's, that is a pretty, I mean, that's a thing that you probably want to warn. I mean, right? Shouldn't he, have he should he have just briefed her? And, and I he guess had, he was just hoping that it wouldn't come up. He, but the thing is, like, she does call him out on it. She, he goes ahead and demeans them. To her before she even meets them. Yeah. They're so stupid. And, they're dumb and yeah. had four nose jobs. And... Not good. Not good. Not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets into the classic we were on a break argument, and we've all been here before, at least on TV shows. Yeah. Yes. Uh a lot of people feel like this is too close to we were on a break. <laughs> oh, oh, th- this was a, co- a criticism of the episode? Yes. Yeah. You know, you don't know because you didn't watch Friends, but, you know, the whole Ross and Rachel, we were on a break. Right. I've heard of it. Matt. I've seen the gifts. What? Are you familiar with Ross and Rachel? Yes, we were on a break. We were on a break. Uh. (laughs) Let me do these. Let me go out of my way, do these million things so you won't find out. And then, like, randomly you, you find out. But it's supposed to be okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We were on a break. We were on a break. break, You wouldn't have had to have tried to cover it up. So, yeah, she's – Rory is humiliated. And she's also blaming Logan. Like, I can't believe I I fell for this. Um, And, and yeah, it was kind of crappy how he did break up with her by not breaking up with her. (laughs) It was just in his head. Yeah. but he says, you know, I didn't tell you because I knew it would make you upset. He's like, it didn't mean anything. I was lonely. I was depressed. And Rory says for him not to be home during a certain time because she is moving out. All right. And the final chapter of this episode, I call men, men say that I'm intense or insane. Uh, <laughs> we go to the newsroom. <laughs> and uh, Rory is now giving notes to Paris, who still has a job there. And we'll not oh, this give is her where parents, eye contact. Yeah, well, yeah, won't we'll give her eye contact. Yeah. Okay. Pa- Jonathan says that Paris is not sleeping and is keeping him up at all hours of the night. And she yeah, just wanted to watch Saw 2 at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when he complains, calls him a film snob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, but he says, Hey, she's going to need some time. And then Rory's like, well, what if I give her like, you know, like, I love that story she's doing. Maybe I can give her like a feature series or something like that. And Jonathan's like, you know, don't, don't, I mean, would you do that for anybody else? And she's admits, no, I wouldn't. So after the whole, uh, uh, breakup, uh, Rory is at the bar drunk and aggravated, not aggregated. (laughs) Um, and then she's wearing Miss Maisel's coat. Oh, she is. She's wearing a coat that looks like it should be a Miss Maisel. Yeah. 
Jonathan comes up to her and apparently he threw he was thrown out by Paris after she found out that he talked Rory out of giving her that special treatment. And now he's staying with two guys with black light posters on every wall and leave their socks everywhere. Are their names <laughs> Andrew and Warren? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, and then um, first Jonathan tries to get Rory to look in his pants for money. And then outside, after she helps him out the door, he tries kissing her neck. But, you know, he just misses her so much. And he doesn't know what he's doing. He's drunk. So, yeah. What was the point? (laughs) The point is Jonathan is out and Rory is in. (laughs) Rory goes to see Paris. um, And Paris is pretending that there are like 10 people she's hanging out with because she ordered so much food. She's kind of embarrassed. Um and uh, and then Paris figures out um, that Rory heard that they broke up. She's like, "You're a good friend." And um, Rory then discloses, "Well, let me just tell you what's going on with me." And then they bond over men sucking. And then I can't believe it, Matt. You called it. They start making out, and they move <laughs> to the bedroom. And it's the best is credits. I was like blown away that this is. This is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> Finally, a, a queer relationship on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> what Just we've all been rooting for. Seasons, but we're there. Finally. Yes. Well, good for them. Uh, <laughs> Soulmates. Soulmates. And at the end of the episode, Rory calls um, her mom and says she now has a new address she's staying at, which is the old address. And yeah, Lorelai ends with an uh-oh. So. It kind of would have been funnier if Rory crashed at the newsroom, like in Paris's bunker. Yeah. She just moved in and she had to make soup out of hot plate. <laughs> well, what's so weird is back at uh, Martha's Vineyard, Luke is saying, uh, you know, what's the status of their relationship? It changes constantly. <laughs> and it really hadn't. The at that point, but now, I mean, yeah, they did break up and get back together. Yeah, but yeah, Rory can't. I mean, her stuff is being moved constantly now. (laughs) Luke should be happy that he's not been asked to move any of her stuff at all during these Mm -hmm. moves. This truck has not been called in. Debacle. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, the status is uh, Luke and Lorelai still bad for each other uh, and are getting married. Uh, someday um, Zach and Lane are bad for each other And are definitely getting married Maybe sooner um, Michelle's still the worst Rory and Paris are together <sighs> What else? Kirk is still weird Anyway Season yeah, 6 Kirk is, is coming along swimmingly Yeah uh, <laughs> Paris and Rory living in that ugly Like that apartment is awful <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can understand small and plain, but that's, ugh, it's awful. Maybe paint the walls. Right. It's the color Something of the walls that I don't like. It's a little more bearable. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for next week's episodes? I am, unless Matt has anything else. Or, and thank you so much, Matt, for hanging out with us tonight. It's always a pleasure. I have a note, but I wanted to find it in the episode before I said it, because I'm not sure... It's accurate, but I can't. I'm scrubbing through the episode and I can't find the dialogue, but I'm pretty sure that Lorelai questions Chris 
over the phone saying, Gigi got a gun on you? Was that a line from the episode? I yes. think so, okay. yeah. When he calls her to apologize, he's, he gets real quiet and she says, uh-oh, what, what's wrong? Gigi got a gun on you? I don't that's know what I, yeah. that's what I that's the, what I thought the context of, of the joke was. I just wanted to point out, I liked it because Gigi's awful. <laughs> Again, Gigi, uh, is that, oh, that, are you saying that because it's short for Gilmore Girls? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Yes. <laughs> okay. Episodes Go on. <laughs> 17, 18, 19, and 20. Ooh, we're almost done with season six. Yes. I'm okay. You're okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Rory's back in therapy again. This is that's got to be it, right? Um, and maybe, maybe she brings Paris because Paris really. Need, I mean, she has been. Whew, there's been some. There's been some issues with Paris this season. Um, from uh, wanting to take down capitalism, which was definitely a, a, a great idea, um, to being this crazy dictator at the newsroom, um, and now she's lost everything. It, but I mean, yes, new relationship, but you can't just put everything into that. You know, you got to work out your issues in order to create a solid foundation. So Rory and Paris can be together forever. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Oh, the that's a good episode po- title. No, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Something exciting the, happens. Yes. The real Paul Anka. Oh, the real Paul Anka. Um, I, I, just gonna go out. I'm just gonna say, Paul Anko was so amused that they called the dog by his name that he decided to guest star on the show. I mean, they got that famous writer guy. Or he is he is Paul Anko going to be screamed at by Sookie too? Is that why they had Sookie take Paul Anka for on a leash for randomly? Now that now there's going to be some sort of connection with now that she can yell at Paul Anka, the real Paul Anka. Is there a mix-up? Does Lorelai mistake the real Paul Anka for her dog? No. She neuters him. Oh, my God. It's a whole big thing. <laughs> I'm very excited you're finally in the Paul Anka years. I've been asking for a while. Are Paul Anka show up yet? Paul Anka show uh, up yet? Paul Anka. <gasps> oh, best. my gosh. Somebody comes back. Oh gosh, spoiler Okay, who's coming back? Uh, can't be Dean Because Dean is busy Jess, we can't have Jess come back again Max Medina Finally showing up again To remind Lorelai that They once got married No, no it, Who's like coming? Dad from Twilight? or <laughs> Billy Burke? Billy Burke? Billy Burke back? No, can't possibly um, Who would come back? Um, no, I, it's not Madeline Louise. I already spoiled myself on that. <laughs> Besides, Rory murdered them. Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna pray in that it's Nick Offerman shows back up again. <laughs> okay, what's the, uh, the next? <laughs> that, that's that was the uh, the real Paul Anka. All oh, right, okay. the next one is I get a sidekick out of you. <gasps> I get a sidekick out of you. I mean, that sounds very Logan and Rory because, you know, there's the whole ace and the newsroom, you know, very his girl Friday kind of come, you know, thing between the two of them. Um, I don't know. Sidekick. Um, isn't there a, 
phone that's a sidekick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a time when sidekicks were normal. Um, hmm. Sidekick. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, those are my best guesses. Okay, and 20 is super cool party people. Super cool party people. Um, hmm. I'm going to say that uh, now that Rory and Logan are back together, um, uh, Luke and Lorelai get a, a, uh, invited to a, uh, a mixer involving Logan's family and friends, and they have to try to blend in at this very ritzy thing and pretend to be, as Lorelai might say, super cool party people. Um, yeah. Either that or they all go to the city and they have a great time and that'd be fun too. And maybe I'll get my Richard and Emily vineyard episode. Or maybe somebody has a birthday. Ooh, birthday party. Hmm. Rory already turned 21 and who else really has birthdays on this show other than Rory? And who really cares? It's a Michelle centric episode. I hope you're ready for it. Oh God. (laughs) You all have to cheer Michelle up. Oh man. It's a party. (laughs) We're all going to be super interested in making sure Michelle gets over the, gets over the handyman that he was in love with. I mean, like like in a platonic sort of way, not like a broke back mountain kind of thing. I couldn't even say. I want to read one sentence from the Netflix description of the next episode. Okay. Luke's girlfriend is secretly upset when he spends a few days with April. Luke's <laughs> girlfriend? Luke's <Who>? girlfriend? <laughs> what the heck is that? It's <laughs> the start of the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's I'm like glad some alien happen. came down and uh, described the show. They'd never saw it before. I mean, that also sounds like an alien writing for the show because – Okay, so now we're going to have this uh, this thing where Lorelai spends time with April without letting Luke know. They should not be together. They should just split right up. And maybe in season seven, when people are writing for them that are, that are different, maybe they'll come up with a better idea for why they should be together. I'm done with them. Bring back Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Show up in the Paris spinoff. Oh, yeah. It's Paris. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> the titles will always have Paris. Oh, yeah. That's the that's title. Right. At least at the title of the pilot. It's, the, it's definitely a, a great a great spinoff I- idea, like name of a spinoff for a show that's ending. Like, Why but we'll always not, have Paris. She should be working – well, what is her career trajectory anyway? It's supposed to be pre-med. Yeah, pre-med. There was medicine for a while there, and then she's really interested in running a paper. When you're in in pre-med, you can't run a paper because you're busy trying to make straight A's in chemistry, physics, trig. uh, What's that that really hard math? So the spinoff should be uh, Dr. Geller, newswoman, woman. woman. (laughs) Yeah. But she also wanted to be a judge. So she oh, wants yeah. to study law. Oh. Mm-hmm. Senator, doctor. And She's like um, Jared from The Pretender. She just does all the jobs. <laughs> uh, or like a Kirk, maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, 
uh, thank you again, Matt, uh, for joining us. And uh, we hope you come back for the final season, uh, an episode uh, chatting with us about that. And uh, if if you want to, maybe it is really atrocious and you're like, nope, do not want to rewatch those. <laughs> I don't remember season seven being as terrible as people say. So I remember it being very uh, like I don't remember. It was not unwatchable. It wasn't bad. It wasn't Dude, frustrating. It was just obvious that it wasn't her voice. I just feel like it's just more of this. Hmm. I think they just take the mantle from them and just do more of this. And and then they not, that, like they don't know what to do and they kind of spin out. <laughs> but you know, like I said, television shows very rarely are a hundred percent from beginning to end. They right. always just kind of poop out after the showrunner usually they get a show up and going then the showrunner leaves goes and does something else and leaves her minions behind to run it and then you're like oh it's not as good as it used to be and then it gets canceled i mean shows just never just make it to the end so is luke's girlfriend played by robert patrick in the final season Uh, that was a funny joke. It was a multi-layer joke. Yeah. Yeah. I brought Luke's girlfriend in there. That was, that was good. Um, all right. So, uh, better show. What? Hmm? Huh? Someone said something. What was, what did you say? I don't know. Did I say millennium was the better show? Oh, uh, I may have, I mean, I mean, if you can, moving on, if you just go three seasons and, that's all anybody wants from you, I guess. <laughs> Not if you get revived like 20 years later and everybody still loves you. Uh, but then you don't pay off with good episodes. But all right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, thank you again, Matt. And uh, look for uh, Matt on the uh, interwebs uh, hosting Hooplecast, right? Hooplecast, yes. Now, Deadwood was a show that was 100% from beginning to end, right? Yes. I'm not making a joke. I'm like, that's an exception, right? Yeah, usually HBO shows are yeah. good. They make it to the end. I mean, it had its problems in season three, but it did a lot of good episodes too. So mm-hmm. I, I think just making TV is just hard. Mm-hmm. There's there's too many variables, mm-hmm. like your actors' contracts, their availability, what the network wants, the studio notes, you know, filming, yeah. all your whole writers. Like, the, the fact that Anything is watchable is a miracle. <laughs> right. I know. It must be so hard to run a TV show. So and hard. if you're doing it really well, you get canceled. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, uh, also I wanted to plug the fact that uh, I just uh, started up Karate Kid Minute. There's actually an iTunes feed. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you are, still have iTunes, you should get Apple Podcasts. Um, it's on Spotify and all the other places. Um, but uh, I am – with my friend Matt, another Matt, are going through Karate Kid one minute at a time, um, one episode for every minute of the movie, and it's Weird. it's so much fun, <laughs> and uh, we're having <laughs> such a blast. <laughs> Dorky, I don't believe that you can keep yourselves to a minute. Uh, no, a minute of the movie. <laughs> we oh. talk for like a half hour about one minute of film. I see, and it's oh. it's. Released Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have guests, and it's fun. So check that out if you're into my stuff. And uh, yeah, 
Steph, you doing anything? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Check out Steph on Twitter. Just kind of randomly saying things into the void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because nobody cares. I care. Just feedback. If you don't want to wait. Yeah. At gmail.com. We don't want to wait. At gmail.com. Our Facebook group. Yeah. Dawson's group. James Vanderbeek, personal friend of mine. Uh, wish me a happy birthday. And uh, yeah. Friend Robin and Steph's Patreon page. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Patreon page. Um, yeah. Come to the uh-huh. live show. Just, just thanks for thanks for listening this long because I don't edit. Uh, Do not come to a live show. Don't go to a live show anywhere. Yeah, right. Unless it's on uh, Nutty's page. Unless it's a virtual show. <laughs> yes. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Let's get out of here. La la. Ba 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 ba. We gotta make sure not to get into like how I met your mother territory here with this.